the head coach of the Twin City Pleasure is here, Doug Friedman. Coach, how the heck are you? Hey, I'm doing well. How are you guys doing? You doing good? Yeah. First off, uh, good time uh, Good time at the press conference yesterday, uh, last week. Um, glad to hear that. We got to run that live here, thanks to the wonders and magic of technology. So that was good. Um, you guys had some very exciting news today, though. Uh, an inaugural player announcement. Jeremy Rancourt is going to be the new player. Let's talk a little bit about him and how he fits on the roster. Sure. Well, I'm, I'm expecting a lot out of Jeremy. Uh, I've known Jeremy for years here in Maine um, through youth hockey and watching him through high school as well. Um, and I'm really excited to see how he's um, continued his development path after playing away last, uh, last season uh, for Fox Motors. But, uh, but I know Jeremy's a, a strong character kid. He works hard. He's got a real good skill set. Um, he's going to be a leader on and off the ice for us. And uh, hopefully he'll be scoring a lot of goals uh, over at the Norway Savings Bank Arena next year. Lighten it up. Have we have we already got a, a figured out what the goal horn sound is going to be? Like, are we are we doing like the fog horn, like what the Bruins do? Like, what? Uh, have you figured a, anything out yet? I think I think that's super important. Yeah, that's no. above my pay grade. That's a, yeah, yeah. There you go. <laughs> I know uh, some people that'll be making that decision. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, that's yeah. We just got to get the guys to score some goals, and then uh, we'll let the powers that be that to decide that. Coach, in this league, what are the what are the parameters? I was telling him my my kids uh, hockey players and. They play in adult leagues in the Boston area. One, my daughter, my son, and you know, in one one division you can have so many college players, ex college players, and this one you can have. What are the parameters for those kinds of things in in this league uh, for the Thunder? Sure. Well, um, in terms of the players that we're able to to have on our roster, um, it's really uh, uh, the only requirement is is, is birth year, right? So ninety eights, uh, any player born in nineteen ninety eight or or younger. Is, is able to play for the team and play. So in the ninety eight is what uh, twenty years old. Oh yeah, only twenty. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Took me. I thought I was gonna have to call on you to figure that out for me. I was gonna like but, carry okay. the four. So twenty, six. twenty and under. Yeah. Do they have to have finished high school? What's the could a could a kid that's a junior at Lewiston play for for the Thunder? Yeah, yeah, I am. a high school age player could play. Uh, obviously, the education piece is really important, um, at least from my perspective. So, somebody that's doing that has to have the right uh, support and setup to be able to to continue uh, high school um, while they're playing junior hockey. You know, our practices are going to be during the day, um, late morning, early afternoon, and we're on the road quite a bit. So, um, you know, you want to make sure that it's set up right so, for that. Because I think when the maniacs were here, they had a right across the street from the arena. They had. Uh, uh, they they had a tutor session and for kids that were a little younger and, and sure. whatever. Yeah, yeah, and and that's again that's just something that uh, you know as a, as a team and a program we'd want to monitor with any any kids that are of that age, even our older guys um, that are that have graduated. You know, um, um, if they're aspiring to play college hockey, which is what this league is about, um, then you know we're going to be pushing a lot of these guys to take college college courses um, on a part time basis. We don't want to infringe upon their NCA sure. eligibility, but um, to take one or two classes a semester, um, and or combine that with with something in the community, whether it's finding a job or um, or obviously community involvement, which is something that we're going to be uh, be busy with. So, would you say that's in lieu of a prep school? What uh, I mean, how do you? I guess I'm trying to yeah. figure for somebody that's out there listening. What's the What's the framework for where it fits? 
uh, for the on the junior yeah. side. Yeah. Um, I'd like to say that all roads sort of lead to, lead to junior hockey right now. Um, that's sort of the process. Um, I mean, if we look at let's take Maine for example, Maine high school hockey. Um, I don't know of any high school players that are stepping right into college um, division one, two, or three and playing. Right. Um, kids that go to prep school, which is where I'm coming from right now. Um, we have some guys that can step in and play Division three, and not a lot. Most of those kids are post-grads, post-graduate. They've already graduated from high school. They did an extra year. Um, and, uh, you know, those guys are on the older side, right? They're, they're 19, roughly 19 years. They can't be 20 before they start a prep school year, so they're, they're 19 years old. Um, so a, a majority of the guys um, still have to graduate from high school, uh, and like I said, whether they play for us or whether they're at their high school or they're at a, a prep school and still do a year, maybe two of juniors. That's sort of the, the landscape right now of collegiate hockey is, is you know, 20-year-old 20, 20 freshmen roughly. Oh, I, I, I told Maddie before when my daughter played at Connecticut College, she played for four years and she was the captain. She was the only public school kid on the team, the only I mean, that's... Yeah. It's not to say... And they're all older. They're yeah. all older. It's not to say it can't be done, sure. but your 18-year-old guys now are, are in college. I mean, I look at my alma mater, BU, who had, I think they had the youngest age, they average age of any NCAA team, team yeah. this year of uh, roughly 18 and a half, 19 years old. But your 18-year-olds, usually it's it's a Jack Eichel or it's a Clayton Keller, and those guys stay one year, and then, yeah. boom. You know, if they have the ability to play and be an impact guy in college, unfortunately, yeah, uh, they're not staying too long. Sure. That's the hockey version of the one and done. Yeah, there we go. I got to ask you, Coach, what was it about coaching in this league uh, that made you uh, decide to to take on the challenge? I I thought you had a pretty decent, uh, pretty decent thing going at Kent's Hill, and uh, this this seems like uh, this seems very exciting. But what made you decide to to take the leap here? Yeah, sure. Um, I I really enjoyed my time at Kent's Hill. It was a great place for me and my family. Um, I really enjoyed building back the, the program. I think we went from six wins my first year uh, to 17 this past season, kind of steadily rose up. Um, you know, with junior hockey, I like the, what I like about it is it's, it's just hockey. You know, um, yes, certainly you're managing education, you're managing community and, and the kids on a daily basis. But, um, you know, it's these kids are focused on, on one goal, and that's to, to attain an ability to play college hockey. And... Um, so I, that was a, a big draw for me um, in terms of making my decision to transition over to the USPHL. We are talking with Twin City Thunder coach Doug Friedman. Um, let's talk a little bit about your staff and, and how that's going to work and how are things going to look on the bench. I know it, that's always the exciting thing. Like when I watch what happens up at the University of Maine with a basketball team, you know, they got to they got to put the staff together. You know, what what does that look like? Well, right now um, uh, we've got uh, our two owners who will be helping out. Obviously, Ben Ben Gray's uh, our goalie coach. Um, we've got Dan Hodge, who's going to be uh, assistant coach. And I was joking with those guys, like I, I don't know if I'm setting myself up for success. I've got the two owners on the bench with me, <laughs> looking <laughs> yeah, over my shoulder. Looking over your shoulder. Um, but they're, but they're great. I've I've known these guys for a while and been through uh, the Maine Moose with with my kids, which that they've gone through and had a good experience. Um, and uh, Dan Hodge and I used to used to butt heads back in the day when we were same age. We, he was at Merrimack when I was at Boston University. You have a player here like Jeremy who who played for Lewiston, played the public school, of course, you know, two time Class A state champion. What do you feel about? I was just at an event over the weekend where we had. Uh, MBR uh, MBR had some of the local high school all stars that are you know some of them are graduating seniors some of them are going to be going into their junior year. 
uh, taking on a team from up in Boston, the uh, Boston Amateur Basketball Club uh, select team came up on a tour up at St. Joseph's, and they they took on the NBR All Stars, but they were about a year behind, and you could tell that you know they were able to compete, but it, it, you could tell that if they wanted to put the pedal on, you know, they might have been able to pull away a little bit later if they really wanted to. Um, I thought the main kids held their own. How do you feel about Maine public high school hockey? What what level do you think that's at? Do you think it's you know do you think it's improving? Do you think there are a lot more players out there like Jeremy who can make this move and come up and play in juniors? Well, I think I think Maine public high school hockey is, has been going on for years, right? That's I played for two years of, of public high school way back when. Um, they're fortunate that there's a lot of good coaches. You know, I know Jane Bellows done a great job with Lewiston, uh, but there's a lot of other terrific coaches throughout the state. Um, in terms of the competition, I think um, you know, unfortunately, you have you've got a few powerhouse teams, and then there's a drop off. Um, you know, uh, I don't know if it's the youth hockey numbers have declined in the state. I'm not sure what those numbers are. You certainly have some kids that, that leave to go play prep school hockey um, before they graduate, and um, and that depletes some of the talent. And then you've obviously got some kids that may choose to go play a full season U18 or or a junior level um, in state. You've got some choices or out of state. So uh, I feel like the talent's gone down a little bit, but there's still uh, still certainly plenty of, of good talent in the state. Um, you know, I, I'm looking forward to, uh, here in the near future. I, I think we're going to have some other uh, players like Jeremy who, who are in-state players, um, uh, native, native Mainers that will be on our roster. Yeah, I think playing that, that really tough competition day after day, every game, you've got to be on the top of your game. It has to improve you. I mean, it, it just does. You, there's no walkover games. That's been my complaint. I was on the hockey committee here in Maine as a principal for a long time, and and you're right. Of the 20 games, 10 of them are competitive games, and the other 10 uh, just just be there. You know that kind of thing. That's not good for anybody. And I and I think part of that has to do with nobody's fault, really. Part of it is, I've said Bonnie Eagle is one of our bigger schools. In Standish, what rank? <laughs> who's playing youth hockey? Who, who's getting? You know, so the kids have an interest, but somebody's got to have a tremendous commitment to drive that kid an hour and a half or whatever to get to a rink to get on a team and, and so on and so forth. And I, I think in our state, in Vermont, you see that a lot. There aren't a lot of high school teams in Vermont. They, they play prep school and they do other things to try to get that competitive edge. Sure, yeah. It's a, it's a huge time commitment. Um, you know, with the, the seasons are going longer now. Obviously, there's a financial commitment to it, not just for tuition for a program, but also for equipment. It's, it's not like buying a pair of sneakers and going to play basketball. Um, you know, you get $300 sticks now that all the kids sure. want to use, right? So it's it's not cheap by any means. Um, but, yeah, I, th- I think you're right, too. You look at Massachusetts, right? You look at all the MDC rinks they have, and all the they're still growing in terms of the number of rinks that are popping up down there. Granted, they have the population, but there's a ton of access um, very close by to most neighborhoods in that area, hence the, the number of hockey I, players. I think out. I read somewhere, I don't remember what the figure was for how many youth hockey players there were in Maine. Um, you know, midget age and down, but I did read one time that Massachusetts had 15,000 squirts. You know, I'm not sure we had 15,000 kids playing, let <laughs> yeah. alone squirts. Yeah. So, like you say, you talk about the competitive edge, there is a dramatic difference in that. Yeah. yeah. And I just came back, I was just down at, so the uh, USA Hockey puts on the New England festivals, and I was just down at that in Marlboro, Massachusetts this weekend. Um, 
And it was great to see the main kids there. Um, it was the U-17 and U-16, so 2001 and 2002 birth years. And, and the, the kids all were holding their own. They were, they were doing great. So they represented the state really well down there. I've tried to put my two cents in with USA Hockey and especially Maine AHA because both my kids played. But what they do on the on the girls' level, because my daughter played, is they they say, okay, here's our team for pick the age level. It doesn't make a difference what age level. All right, pick out your your, your team, your, your best players at each position. We need six defense, nine forwards, two goalies, you know, whatever. And you, there's your team. And then they get together and they say, okay, one from Connecticut, two from, you know, and they, and they make five equal teams and they put them on a the team. They don't play as Maine. They yep. play on a team. So I've coached those teams several times. And so I've got females from all the different states. All the games are competitive because that's the way they drew it up. And so you've got five really competitive teams for you, the coach, to sit in the stands and watch and say, wow, this kid from Maine looks pretty good. Versus a kid, a team from Maine, might get, they hold their own because they're tough kids and, and they want to be competitive, but they don't get overwhelmed because they're not playing on a team from Maine specifically. I like the way yeah. I said the the boys programs, That's we should do the same thing in boys. Yeah. Is, and, and that's what they've been doing the last, uh, at least the last five or six oh, years. Oh, they have really. I haven't paid yeah. attention, of course, anymore. But. Yeah, so it's nice. So you've got a couple kids from Maine on each team. You oh, know, nice. Um, it, it was neat. We got to see some local kids, uh, Sammy Frechette from Lewiston, mm-hmm. Reese oh, Farrell from player. Auburn. Um, uh, obviously, I was down there watching, but also I was transporting my son, Grady, who, yeah. was, who was a 2001, uh, same age as Reese and Sammy. Um, you had a couple NYA kids. Um, and like I said, they, they represented the state really nice. well. Nice. Okay, I have one last question, and it's it's the most important question. I've been covering uh, I've been covering sports now since since 2008. I've been into many many locker rooms. How do you ever get used to the hockey locker room smell? Like, how does that work? Because there's nothing. I remember going into like uh, like like the Bruins one and the Bruins locker room, and it's never like it's it's just it's amazing. It's like. I feel like if they had one of those those wax candles for the hockey locker room, you know, like if they did that, it would just smell like old equipment. Like, how does that whole thing go? You know, my God, like, do you just get blind to it after a while? I, I think you just you, it becomes normalized, right? Yeah. Um, I can remember as a kid, you know, we'd have big games against the old Lewis and Auburn Shaw's team. I'd sleep, you know, early morning games at the Coliseum would be, uh, you know, a, a seven thirty in the morning game. I know I was going up against. You know, Russo and Carpenter and Terrio and all these guys. And um, I'd sleep in my equipment. And, and I remember my mom would come in. She's like, I'm not giving you a kiss tonight. You, you, you don't smell so good. Yeah, but I have my gear. You just get used to it, right? So start young uh, yeah. or else, yes, it's, you're not going to yeah. like the smell. When my kids were both playing, one Christmas, we went to my folks for, for Christmas the day after. And there's these two things in the corner and i said dad what are those he goes those are hockey trees he made them dowels and whatever and he said this is how it goes you put your helmet on the top the shoulder pads go on this level so the kids came home that was rule number one you had to hang all your stuff on that tree and then we have forced hot air in our house you got that great you got that great they put their stuff over there of course those rooms smell like crazy the first day then everything's dry and it's fine but if they don't take stuff out of their bag, because yeah. at that level they do, because yeah. they know how important it is. I can't remember my daughter saying when she played at Con College, she said the coach is absolutely fanatic. She comes in the locker room, 
and sees that your stuff isn't, there's a prescribed, here's the sheet. This is where your skates go. This is where you, and everything has a place. And if it's not in that place, you're, you're going to be after practice skating yeah. your butt off. Glad to hear I'm not the only one. That's yeah, that. no. Sure. <laughs> and you know, that she said originally she thought, oh, this is stupid. By the time she's a senior, she says, this is really yeah. important. Yeah. She, I'll tell you what. My, so I've got an 11-year-old daughter, Marina, and she's playing hockey. Yeah, she <laughs> plays for Marina Cook Youth Hockey, um, a peewee. But I open her bag up, and it smells like roses. Oh, I, there we go. Nice, I, yeah. Well, Oh, Josh she knows what's said, going on. <laughs> yeah. yeah, most of my kids are pretty good. They got that from their mother. They didn't get it from me about where everything goes, even in their bag. Yeah. I could open my daughter's bag, and I, if I needed to get a shin pads, I, I could just close my eyes and reach over. I knew exactly where they would be. But it's amazing how those little things—they do make a difference. They really do. So Miranda Cook, huh? That's another place. I used to be the principal at Miranda Cook yeah, a long, yeah. long time yeah. ago. But man, he just knows all the places. <laughs> Doug Friedman is the head coach of the Twin City Thunder. Doug, I know you've got to get over to the arena. Just literally, when you come out of here, take a left at that light and just keep going straight, and the arena's right over there. Like you can't, it just, yeah. If you do anything else, like you get lost, just come up here where, where the light is, take a left, and then you'll see the arena right there. You just got to make a, you'll be, you'll be right there. So, no problem. Perfect. Okay. I was told to make sure that you could get there from here. So, yeah. Take a left. If he's not back in the arena by 3.30, we know he's lost. And if you've gotten lost at that point, I don't know. Somebody doesn't have a lot of confidence in me, I guess, (laughs) if they're telling you to tell me that. I'm just throwing that out there. I just wanted you to know. We're trying to take care of you. Coach, thank you very much for stopping by. And uh, congratulations on Jeremy. And uh, we'll uh, we'll see you again real soon. Yeah, I look forward to it. Thank you, guys. Thank you. That's Doug Friedman. He is the coach of the Twin City Thunder. And he's headed over right now for a press conference or an announcement over at the uh, Norway Savings Bank Ice Arena as Jeremy Rancourt is the inaugural player of the Twin City Thunder.